Fire Biz with Guguletum Fupi. Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Well, uh, it's uh, 10 minutes to 7 o'clock and uh, it's uh, Alan Gray Day officially officially here on Kaya Biz. We are broadcasting live from the IEC Results Operations Center in the city of Tswane where the numbers continue to trickle in and of course getting some clarity on uh, who's in the lead, who's not quite in the lead and of course what the national picture does look like in terms of the election results. So uh, so far really seen that the province of Gauteng 41% complete and quite a contentious area given uh, the uh, uh, numbers and the uh, state of the results that continue to come through there where it's quite clear that a coalition-led government is what will be a reality for the key economic hubs uh, of South Africa and uh, in Gauteng specifically. Well, we build up on a critical conversation here for uh, Alan Gray and primarily based on market trends, right? We've noticed that they proceed in a random fashion over the short term, but there are a few themes that keep driving activity at present. For the moment, it's all about what? Growing inflation and, of course, uh, the uh, ongoing concerns about the rise in the oil price what that means for the global supply chain and uh, uh, the rise, I guess, of inflation. These are all just a few subject matters that contribute to the headlines that we read on a day-to-day basis when it comes to investment opportunities on the global market stage. But to unpack this for us, we join on the line by Jacques Plout, Portfolio Manager at Alan Gray. Jacques, such a pleasure to have you with us and welcome to the show. Hi, Gugu. Thanks very much. Indeed. Uh, I guess first things first, if we do take a look at uh, the, uh, man, man, the last 12 months, uh, specifically when it comes to the market uh, performance, we have noticed that we've really performed incredibly well, up by more than 20%. But we're well aware that it's been quite, quite a tumultuous ride, uh, especially in light of the pandemic. Help us unpack what have been the key driving factors of the market performance in the last 18, maybe even 24 months. Jeez, okay, so it's, it's, it's a very different story over 12 months, 18 months, and 24 months. Um, <laughs> and I actually always prefer talking about individual stocks because uh, that's what the market's made up of, right? Um, mm. I mean, you, you lose a lot of detail when you talk about the market as a whole. Um, and over, over 12 months, I can tell you the stocks that have done really well are Sassel, MTN, Aspen, Glencore, Richemont, sure. the banks, the insurers. But over, over 18 months, 24 months, um, I think a lot of those are going to be reversed. Sassel has been a poor share over over 24 months, and the insurers and banks are probably just mediocre. Interesting you mentioned that because it gives us some insight into the sectors, right? Sassel, definitely a resources player. Richmond, the luxury goods and industrials environment. And MTN being a telco. So I would say MTN, I would expect that those uh, you know, earnings might be sustained because of the pandemic and everyone living in the digital age. But help us unpack why it is that these trends and the cycles of these particular stocks you've highlighted um, differ uh, uh, given the time frame that we choose to reflect on them on. Yeah, MTN and Sassel are actually pretty similar because... MTN, it, it kind of trades like an oil stock. Um, it's got a big business in Nigeria, mm-hmm. and the Nigerian economy is 90% oil. Um, so that's why MTN trades with the oil price. Um, um, with, um, and, and I think with a lot of these stocks as well, it's just a question of how cheap they were a year ago. They really sold off a lot in the, in the pandemic. Um, and even 12 months ago, they were still, some of them were still very cheap. And they've just recovered some of that value. Um, but the story is really different for each one. 
Yeah, you're quite right. Uh, let's perhaps focus on that uh, theme around oil, energy, uh, as well as uh, some markets that have seen some growth here. Uh, there's appetite, right, for us to transition to clean energy. Hence the conversations like what we see at COP26 and some of the commitments that have been made by foreign agencies to assist South Africa in this regard. But the oil price keeps climbing up and up and up and there's expectations that we might reach $100 per barrel. Uh, mm. Is this likely going to continue, uh, Jacques? And most importantly, what are the, the ramifications? of a significantly higher oil price uh, on the local and global markets. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, I mean, what you've seen with with oil and, and energy more broadly is seven years of underinvestment. Mm. And there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, one of the reasons is just that it didn't make, it wasn't, the oil price was too low for, to, for it to make sense for companies to invest in, in deep sea exploration. Um, but another reason is just the cost of capital for building a, a new oil well is very high because there's a lot of pressure from activists not to invest in new, new oil projects. Yeah. And while that's good for the environment, um, it, it only kind of works if you already have the alternatives lined up. And with energy, we clearly don't yet. We don't have enough solar power. We don't have enough wind power. So now people want to keep the heat on um, and there's not enough oil, which is, uh, that's led to a big squeeze in the oil price. And you have seen when you've had long periods of underinvestment, you can see subsequently then a very big rally in prices. Mm. Mm. I, I'm definitely going to squeeze you into a corner there to reflect on a particular stock that often is related to the oil price being Cecil, right? Do we anticipate yep. that that particular share price might continue to rally in the short to medium term? Um, we certainly hope so. We, we still own Cecil for our clients. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not, uh, we're not always right on the oil price. But we think there is quite a bit of upside risk still remaining for the oil price, which will benefit Sassel. Well, we, uh, we will continue to, to, to look out for that, but of course trusting you as the investment professionals to make those decisions for us uh, as we put our money into to, to unit trust. But another theme, Jacques, that has come to our attention has to be China. Uh, just over two, three years ago it was its ongoing trade war with the United States. Uh, now when we reflect on the regulatory changes that are taking place there uh, and tightening on, on certain restrictions, be it uh, um, uh, on a wide variety of sectors and of course that property development company Evergrande, uh, China's certainly remains a big focus in how it is that our stock market also reacts and responds uh, to these particular themes. How big is China uh, as a theme and contributor to the moves in our portfolios? Yeah, it's huge for the JSE. Um, so um, it depends a little bit which index you use. If you use the All Share Index or the Cap Swix, um, I mean, it's big for both of them, but bigger for the All Share Index. Um, but yeah, if, if you just go down the list of stocks, um, NASPAS, process all the values in China um, via their Tencent investment, um, or not all the value, but uh, the majority of it. Um, uh, Anglos and BHP, Kumba, Iron Ore, they depend very, very much on continued building in China. Um, and then Richemont sells almost half its products to Chinese nationals. So again, mm -hmm. very dependent on Chinese prosperity. Mm. Very true that you mentioned that. I'm keen to bring it a little bit closer to home, Jacques, because for us as South African investors, it's one thing to, to listen to the news headlines, to try and analyze the markets, to, to witness and understand some of the global news flows. But what does it mean for us that are locally invested, trying to diversify our means and uh, trying to ensure that we stay invested to, to witness a positive performance and, and strong returns? So I guess what I'm trying to highlight here is uh, how should we as South African retail investors respond? What do we need to do about this information? that we are consumed by on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Um, I think it depends a little bit on what kind of a, what kind of a, what your investment strategy is. But my advice for most people would be not to respond. Um, to it's often a good idea just to ignore the news. I mean, my strategy is to not look at my portfolio very often and mm. to to read as little news as I can because <laughs> it can just be a huge distraction. Yeah, you mentioned the trade war earlier. Yes. I mean, who cares about that today? You know, like people were just consumed by that for the moment and they've moved on to something else. Um, and they're probably going to move on from um, today's news items again. And what you should remember is that what you own in your portfolio is a collection of companies. And these companies, they're probably going to continue to to make profits and, and pay dividends, despite what the US Fed may be doing, or despite even the election outcome. I'm not saying these things aren't important, um, but often they are already reflected in the prices of shares. Mm. I find that refreshing. So keep calm, carry on, stick to your strategy, and don't get distracted by the noise. Yeah, that's a very good summary. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Jacques. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there for today, though. But really appreciate you providing us with some uh, key knowledge and uh, insight uh, uh, into these particular themes that we need to be cognizant of. I guess just to wrap it up with uh, uh, Jacques one more time, uh, as you've mentioned, we do need to keep calm. We do need to keep focused. And I guess this is where we can uh, count on institutions like Alan Gray and professionals like yourselves in the background to take and make those uh, difficult decisions for us when it does come to portfolio reconstruction. Um, given the uh, unit trusts uh, and exposure to various funds that you offer. Thanks, Google. Yes, that's what we try and do. Indeed. Fantastic. Well, we'll leave it there for today, Jacques, and uh, really appreciate the input that you've given us. That's Jacques Plout. He's a portfolio manager at Allen Gray, helping us understand some of the major market trends that continue to exist. Uh, and as he's mentioned, it's uh, the focus on China. It's how the oil price continues to reach new all-time highs uh, and how that ripples through the market performance. And even now in South Africa, where we're actually seeing some value in our local bourse and how resources in platinum group metals specifically um, have uh, had a poor quarter, but performed quite well in the last year. All major themes all play an influence, but it's always best to understand what your strategy is, stick to it for the long term, and don't be swayed by the uh, short-term news flows and exchanges that actually take place. That uh, is uh, Alan Gray helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Kaya Biz with Google Mumfupi. Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m.